welcome back to Performance is More Than Support and the second part of this two-part series based on my session at Learning Live for the Learning Performance Institute. Before we get started with the podcast, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that applications to attend the conference are now open. The event is exclusively for senior decision makers in corporate learning. Now the networking and knowledge sharing begin as soon as you register for the event and it's facilitated by industry experts. At the Learning Live Conference and Exhibition, you'll take part in an event where the agenda's been shaped directly by learning leaders and it's focused on tackling the biggest challenges facing workplace learning. It's a unique and unmissable event, so get along to learning-live.com today to submit your application for a ticket. And now to part two of Performance is More Than Support. I'm delighted to introduce Ola Noll, IT Training Manager at Lloyds of London. I was thrilled when Ola contacted me to take part in the podcast. Her motivation for attending my session was at the time she was shaping her strategy for the coming year and was looking for inspiration and techniques she could use to apply a business performance lens. Ola, thank you ever so much for agreeing to speak to me after the event. I know it's been a a couple of months now, actually, since we we met at the um, LPI Learning Live event. I really wanted to find out from you, what was the motivation for coming on a session that was about aligning yourself to business performance? What was happening in your world that made you think, right, that's a a session I need to find out more about? Right. Okay. Well, um, a year ago, I moved to this new department, which is process and change. And our company is really gearing up and and moving in that direction. It's all about change. It's all about processes. It's all about improving value for the business. Whereas before I was um, in another department, I was doing like training every day, you know, some bombs on seats training, but now it's more strategic. And I'd also attended a green a, um, Six Sigma training session to do my green belt. And the words, um, even in your session, value chain suddenly pinged up in my mind and reminded me of what we covered in that Six Sigma session. So everything about value for the business, um, improving business process, value chain, all of that seemed to really come together for me. And that's, that's really interesting, actually, because I think there's been quite a lot of discussion over the years, actually, for more than a decade about how can we take kind of business process engineering and Six Sigma uh, type yes. approaches and apply it to areas that obviously, you know, traditionally it was manufacturing. How do we do it in a way that's meaningful? And it's interesting that value change should be something that sort of resonates with you. Exactly, because I'd never thought about training in terms of this. I'd always thought training, I mean, a lot of the time, you know, you prepare your your training courses, you deliver the training, you walk away and you hope things have sunk in, you get in touch with people. But it's never been aligned with what the business wants to do in such a way. And I thought it'd be really interesting to explore this in terms of training as well. It's a whole new new area, I think, of development for training. And what are the sorts of typical challenges that you're finding your training department are facing at the moment? Um, I find in terms of the challenges we're facing, I find, again, there are lots of lots of new product um, projects, a lot of focus, again, on business change um, that you have to do a lot more with a lot less in terms of. Um, resources in terms of time etc but also it's quite an exciting time because technology is really moving at a fast pace I mean there are all sorts of things that we can get involved in now such as 
e-learning and videos. Again, what we're doing here, podcasts, there's, there's a lot out there and a lot that training can get involved with. But I'd say the main challenge is doing a lot more with a lot less, but producing like excellent business results. And I think that's the key, isn't it? And I, that's why I, I like using value chain with a group like this, because I think what it helps you to do is rationalise the decisions that you make. Because like you say, in some ways, we're kind of, in it's the burden of choice, isn't it? We could do all these things. But we've got to do something that delivers both business value and also resonates with our learners because their profile's changing as well. And exactly. you, you can't really do that unless you start asking questions of the of the business. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. And at the moment we're going through again, we're even have um running change management courses in the company. All of this is new. Everybody is going through this change. So I thought it would be good time to also bring this in to look at how this can work with training to produce um, the desired effect, to produce improvements. And before we started recording, Ella, we were talking about you, you've been sort of reviewing your notes, kind of refreshing yourself as a second. It's been a little while since we, we ran the session. And of course, you know, it was an hour session in a conference. And this is something that could, you know, take place over a day probably a number of days actually a number of facilitated sessions so I, I know that these things can be tricky but where have you got to so far so has there been an area of, of of challenge for you that you've thought right I'm going to have a go at value chain here yes there has been um we've been looking at launching a collaboration tool so we're quite far behind in our company on things such as Skype, et cetera, and um, communicating online. So we really wanted to push that and encourage that throughout the corporation. But in terms of trying to work out the people that we need, operations, looking at it from a technological point of view, the comms, the customer, um, there's there are all sorts of avenues to explore, but somehow it needs to be put together in a coherent structure. So then finally we could just we could roll out the training and it could have a positive effect people could actually adopt it rather than we train it and nothing happens sure so where have you got to so far then with with your thoughts on that is there any bit thing that's come out of value chain that you've thought ah right that that's something that maybe we haven't considered before um yes i was looking i jotted down a few headings and as i was putting them down so basically the process in which this is supposed to happen um, I think adoption for me stood out and I realised that in this particular plan I've got, the users haven't really been included as such. Oh, that's interesting. Right. And, and, and you can almost, I, I think what's interesting about value chain is it's almost picking at threads because you'll go, right, OK, adoption. So now there could almost be a whole kind of mini set of objectives around well, what does adoption mean? Because a lot of that's going to be tapping into, okay, well, from the user's perspective, it's got to be that something that impacts one of their burning platforms or one of their issues. So we're going to have to find out, okay, what are you finding tough at the moment or what's missing? Yes, that's a good point, actually, because I've never looked at it from a customer or user point of view. And that's what um, struck me on the actual presentation that the customer was included. I mean, it was often train them, move on train them but it is really adoption adding value for the customer and making sure that they get the best out of it and i think what you might find there Ola, as you start to sort of pick at that is that 
although there's a lot you can do with regards to comms and starting to link that to some of the objectives that people will have um, in their teams or as individuals, um, Mm -hmm. one of the key things there is, okay, but but it's the users that have to advocate for it. So as much as you can lay, lay the ground rules, you kind of want the, um, the message to be from the users, kind of not a not invented here. So having a network of champions then that are going to support you in the rollout of that collaboration tool at an operational level can really give it um, uh, not just clarity, but a, a bit of trust and respect in the organization, if that makes sense. It's like, okay, well, if finance yeah. are saying, well, do you know, one of the challenges that we have is that across site, you know, when we're trying to develop our um, financial reports uh, on an annual basis, we find mm-hmm. that it's really difficult to gather this type of documentation. Well, the collaboration area would enable us to, and, you know, off the conversation goes. It's kind of not a, it'd be great to have a collaboration tool because we'll all talk more. <laughs> it's yeah. a, actually, it'll solve that problem I've got. Um, in fact, we actually had a user group that we were discussing um, the collaboration tools with. But what I've started to realise is that um, within even hiring or um basically a a group of champions I think they're going to be activities within that as well because perhaps the champions weren't really aware of what their role was so I think that is something that's going to need to be built into this value chain plan as well and that's interesting because then that starts to ask questions about okay well what other business units do we need to align to as training or learning and development to help push this through and there's probably a job for HR to be to be done a job for managers and and maybe even a job for IT because of course this system's not going to be in isolation is it I'm sure there's other things going on absolutely and in fact this is what I've even got on my plan I jotted down do HR need to get involved in this as well because again it's great people um joining this group and wanting to help champion it but they've also got their day job they also need some recognition and some support from their line managers as well in order to do this so again absolutely you're right hr and definitely it i think maybe there wasn't enough um it involvement up front when we did try this um, before so I think now again as I look at my plan I've in fact IT appears in so many different places so yeah absolutely and I think what it can also help to do is if that kind of the end bubble on the value chain is we have it is okay we want you know great adoption of this collaboration tool you yes. can pick at that thread as well and go okay well what does great look like what yes. measures will we put against that so we can demonstrate it has been a great adoption Absolutely. And I realised that you could just go further and further with this. But I think it is important to just keep asking those questions. And I think what's interesting is when you start to sort of scope, you know, learning and development get thrown, thrown over the, uh, excuse the phrase, kind of get thrown over the dead cat. And you've got to deal with, you know, whatever it is that's been thrown your way. Um, It's kind of right. well, learning and development will deal with that now. But what's interesting is is exactly as you've described, okay, well, HR could be involved in this. There's probably operational heads that have got challenges around uh, knowledge sharing and mobilization of of the information they need in their teams with for which a collaboration suite could help. And you've got IT, so you've got all these stakeholders. And so what can often happen is the needs analysis is done in isolation by learning and development and might go out, obviously, and ask some questions, but it's sort of done in, Mm -hmm. in isolation. 
what I would really like to see more of in businesses, and, and whether it be the value chain or whether it be something else, it doesn't really matter. But actually, the, the, the objective is, right, I would like a selection of these stakeholders in and we'll work through this together. Because exactly. I, yeah. because actually some of the questions that HR raise, I may not be able to answer them, but it may uncover something that IT are doing that we just don't know. It's that joined up thinking. You know, we start to uncover things that we didn't realise the organisation even new um, and it's that sort of change of mindset and I think what's been challenging is why I like methods like this because you know what it's like the chances of you getting time in those diaries just to say I'd like to talk to you about exactly. the program we'd like to put together for adopting this collaboration tool but kind of like well you know to be honest I haven't got time exactly. but That's if it. you're doing something like value change say what we want to do is we want to align all the business measures um, against uh, you know collaboration, we want to find out what your challenges are because we've got a project that's happening. But I really need your input to make sure that we are going to deliver the right thing to you. It's kind of more of a vested interest. It it almost doesn't doesn't even matter that it is a collaboration tool or not. The collaboration tool was obviously chosen because collaboration and knowledge sharing and mobilisation is a is a key uh, key factor for you. It's something that's important. So being able to sort of bring them in and say, look, we've got some ideas on how to make life easier for you to get you to for people to be able to get to the information they need to be able to do their jobs. I would like your input in making sure we're doing the right thing. People already feel invested in it. Yes, that's that's a really great idea, actually, in terms of the approach, um, because I, I know we discussed several approaches, but I think that explaining it more as something that's going to give to a team or a department something that they what's in it for me that they'll get something out of this I think that is really important as well absolutely because I think sometimes and with the best will of the world we've all done it it's kind of like okay we've got this program and now I've got to try and sell it in and it's trying to turn that on its head and say can I gather just as you said exactly very eloquently Ola that kind of customer mindset you're my customer so I want to make sure that I've got I've I've gathered your needs properly. You know, yeah. what is it you want out of this product or service? Just as if, you know, if you think if you're developing a new product or even if you know developing an advertising campaign, you know, what do you do? You put yourself in the mindset of the of the person that you're trying to influence. What yeah. is it what what is it in it for them exactly as you've said? And I think what the value chain helps to do is is do that from their perspective. Um, and you're right, you could keep going down this rabbit hole of just doing it again and again and again. And that's certainly not its intention. But I think even if you were to be able to run it to be able to get, you know, a couple of hours with people and some nice biscuits and be able to put this up and be able to work through that together. I'd love to check back with you, you know, in a few months time, Ola, to see whether or not it's something you've actually been able to try out and how that worked. Oh, that would be really helpful, actually. And in fact, in speaking to different um, people in different departments, it would be great to get more of an idea of what they want, because it's true, we're delivering this tool, but is it helping people to improve their performance? Is it really helping them to deal with certain issues that they've got? Is it solving a problem and a need? And that I think is really important. And that will help me get most of my work done by just being able to make a note of that and it be a lot clearer as to what people want to get out of this. Oh, that's wonderful. And, you know, I can't promise this, Ola, but what I would also hope is that 
you might uncover through going through that process, just as you've described there, that actually beyond this rollout of the collaboration tool, that there are other things that are uncovered that actually we really could do yes. with some more help here that might actually justify a little bit more budget. I don't mean for the sake of it, but you know, a bit more investment because the needs are coming from their business needs. Um, so hopefully it will work both ways for you. That's a really good point, actually. I'm just making a quick note of that. <laughs> Lisa promises that we'll get £100,000 more on our budget. I can't promise that, Ola. I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> Oh, that's great, Lisa. Thanks a lot. Excellent. Well, Ola, thank you so much for joining us um, on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Lovely. Thanks a lot, Lisa. So once again, thank you to Ola Noll and to Neil Gavin for taking part in the podcast. Thanks also to the Learning Performance Institute for inviting me to support such a great conference. And to you for downloading the podcast. Hope you can make this year's Learning Live on the 6th and 7th of September in central London. And if you want to get in touch with me, then you'll find me on Twitter at Lisa Minogue W. Thanks for listening. <laughs>